The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the July 26th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to talk a little Bradley Beal, some more Wizards, some news and notes on some very high-end players that we're going to be talking about. We'll talk a little early top 12, 9-cat ranks, and players that are hard to rank so far with another guy who I know digs deep on the rankings like I do. Uh, that's Tommy Beer. What's up, man? What's up, sir? How's things? Pretty good. Join the NFL season, getting ready, kicking off. Uh, been really prepping on that. A lot of great NFL podcasts. Check out the Rotor World. Uh, fancy be- uh, fancy football pos- podcast. They do a lot of great stuff over there, and yeah, just uh, trying to feel out my my draft strategies and stuff. Yes, it's uh, about that time. Once uh, once the uh, hard knocks starts yeah. starts showing, that's when I know it's time to start doing some fantasy football prep. So um, yeah, we're getting close. Fantasy um, football camps opening. Some some fantasy news, and um, not much in terms of fantasy hoops news breaking. But that has allowed me to kind of dig in, like you mentioned. Um, I've started to uh, start to compile my uh, too early top 150, or maybe I'll do it a top 100. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting to just kind of go through and actually put down on paper um, your rankings and and see where you you know kind of at this at this early stage of the game where you kind of would have guys should address. Yeah, yeah. I feel like after once you get to the one the triple digits, yes. I feel like training camp, yeah, really makes me swing on guys I want to go for. Like I'll move guys who were. Um, like a good example for me, and I say this a couple times, like Josh Richardson, the year he broke out, it was like, yo, he looks awesome. And like, you'll bump him up like four or five rounds where you got to reach for him and stuff. So we'll definitely talk about that. But before we do that, um, so, uh, which this kind of is the main point today is like kind of hard guys to rank. Um, and so there's one player that I, I've drafted, I've had him as a target pretty much since he was a rookie, even with the, the, uh. The fibula stress fracture stuff, which was a total freak thing to have. It's a very, very low refracture rate. It's not a really load-bearing bone, and it just was a freak thing for him for four years, whatever it was. That's Bradley Beal. Um, so this guy, man, like he checks all the boxes of guys that I want to draft. He's played 82 games in each of the last two seasons. Uh, only five guys have done that, and most of them aren't that great. Uh, Corey Joseph, Joe Ingles, P.J. Tucker, and Patty Mills. So like those guys are not valuable besides really Joe Ingles. Um and yeah, um, there were only four guys in uh, the top 50 last year to play 82 games uh, per game. That is Tobias, Kemba, Beal, and Buddy Heald. Um, break break up from him. Um, and then Beal also did that uh, last year. He was one of four guys. Cat, LeBron, Middleton. Uh, and then, by the way, 2016, there were two guys who were top 50, 82 games. One's obvious, Cat. Yep. Other one, Jeff Teague. Mm. Yeah, just to kind of, this is kind of funny. I was just like digging digging into this, but I'm just gonna go over these names because I'm sure if you guys like fantasy like I do. So year before that, Harden, Cat, Horford, Isaiah Thomas. This is 82 <laughs> games, top 50. Wow. 
Yeah, these are fun, just fun names. Uh, before that, CP3, Dame, Trevor Ariza, DeAndre Jordan, Marcin Gortat, and wow. Rudy Gobert. Before that, uh, Wes Matthews, Robin Lopez, Nick Batum, DeAndre again, Dame again, uh, and John Wall. And then year before that, uh, Russ, Kemba, Dame, and too much Monte Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> My guy. Uh, and I looked this up just before we hopped on the pod. So there's a very good chance the very last player in NBA history to qualify for minutes and play 40 minutes a game is Monta. 40.3 in 2011. So, um, anyways, a little bit of a, uh, a ramble there. So, I'll, I'll hand it to you first before I kind of dig in. I listened to the Tommy Shepard Woj pod, uh, and there were some interesting points. But um, I guess I'll just ask you point blank where do you have Beal ranked now, and like, how sticky is that for you? Could you see him moving up or I, I don't, I, I imagine he can't really move up too much. Right. Like, where do you see, like, his range of where you'll have him ranked when it comes time to draft? I, I'm looking at my ranking right now, and I, I'm sure this will surprise you, but I got him nine. That's, I got him yeah, nine. Uh, that's probably like, – if I didn't listen to all these details, right, right. I would put him number nine. Yeah, like, he's, yeah. he's awesome, man. Like, he's going to have a yeah. third usage rate. He's just – he's awesome. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you, you as you mentioned, all the things we've talked about, you know, just the, the consistency, durability, um, the, the tank, the, the Wizards have just, you know, with Wall out for the season, most likely they just, you know, he's going to be the focal point of their offense. So even on down nights, he should, you know, pad statistics. Um, and, uh, you know, we've talked about the top eight. It's certainly he can't move up anymore, in my opinion, shouldn't. I you think know, he can. You think? What could you, who would you consider bumping ahead of? Paul Honestly, George? Paul George. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about Paul George in a little bit, by the way. I, I just – I couldn't – I'm pretty set on, on those top eight. I, I feel that after those top eight, I'm still a little bit dicey as, as to where where I'd go, but um, I, I would go Bradley Beal. Yep. I have Drew, uh, as I've, I've made pretty clear on this podcast uh, for my number nine. But, um, yeah, just to hammer home Bradley Beal a little bit more. Um, so without Wall, like usually you see a high usage guy like Wall go away. But Bradley Beal actually shot the ball better from the field uh, without Wall. And his free throw weight went up. Like, his steals went up. Uh, his assists went way up. Uh, almost two assists per 36. His rebounding went up. Um, his threes made went up. Like, everything went up. Um, you know, for a guy who's plays, you know, John Wall was, he made guys' career uh, as catch-and-shoot guys. Um, Rasul Butler, for instance. Tre- Trevor Reza, for instance. Even yep. Beal when he was a rookie. Like, he was catch-and-shoot. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Bradley Beal, he's the man, dude. Uh, like he legit, he's not many guys could go twenty-five, five and five, and he can. Um, but uh, and again, I, and I, we pretty much agree everything about the per game statistics. Um, but so let's talk about just quickly. Unless do you have anything that we you want to add on Beal no. here? Or? Yeah, no, I think you, I think you covered it. Okay, cool. Um, so let's kind of go over and again. Like so, I think I'm probably gonna research Bradley Beal's information around him probably more than anybody. Cause like I want to draft him, I do. But this is like the first year I'm not gonna, I'm not like all in, give me Beal. But like we just gotta figure out this load management thing made it so much harder to draft early, you know? Like I feel like we have to take, we research a lot, but we research like on court stuff. Like how does he do without this guy, with this guy, against this defense? 
you know. But now, like, like we would be like, oh, Harden and Westbrook are going to play together. But, like, the main question is, like, are they going to sit Harden and Westbrook at yep. all, you know? But anyways, um, so let's talk about what Tommy Shepard, new GM, or um, he removed the interim tag. He had a Woj pod. Mostly it was, you know, life lessons and pretty cool stuff, too, just, like, working hard. And a uh, good quote they had was, like, you know, takes seven years to be a doctor. So, you know, like... You and me, or and anyone in the fantasy business, just work your tail off and kind of little motivation stuff. You could do a lot over a long period of time um, to, yep. to hone in on your craft. But anyways, let's talk some quotes. Um, so there, the, today is actually the day where Bradley Beal could get his three-year extension. Um, all signs indicate he is not going to take that because he can get a lot more um, when he hits yes. the open market in a couple of years. So pretty much a, a, uh, obvious there. But yep. There were two things, there's really three things that kind of make it a little bit cloudy. Uh, one being they hired Sashi Brown, who isn't obviously the, the GM or the executive P- VP like it was with the Browns, who tanked. They basically pulled the hinky move, um, getting as many draft picks as they can. And um, the hinky died for our sins, turned for Sashi died for our sins for the NFL peeps. Uh, but he is the quote, chief planning and operations officer for really the whole monumental network um, with the WNBA team and uh, all the other stuff that they're associated with. So that does give me a little bit of pause. Uh, And then what really concerns me more uh, about Bradley Beal is they hired Daniel Medina to really be their, their main medical guy. Uh, And he was with the 76ers from 2017 to 2019. Just, you know, they let him go in, I believe June. So like, yo, this guy is pretty much calling the shots on sitting in bead, you know? So, and then the other one other quote was um, when they were talking about selling the Wizards as a free agency uh, destination. Uh, Shepard said that they quote want to prolong your career with the Wizards. So, like all that stuff makes me nervous, man. I, I can't disagree with you. It's very valid, uh, logical points. I guess the, the the kind of fallback would be, I think most teams in the NBA are going to, in some way, shape, or form include or factor in load management so um while i certainly don't expect bradley beal to play 82 games again this upcoming season the guys that are going to be drafted around him um the Kawhi leonards the joel Embiid's, um you know kyrie irvings etc um you know kind of guys in that kind of you know next tier um uh, I, I think so obviously have major major games played issue whether they be load management or injury related um you know even drew holiday as, as mentioned um he's been consistent before um but you know you just never know with these guys so I, I think um you know given the direction of the league i'm comfortable i'm, I'm almost assuming i'm not in other words i'm not counting on anybody to play 82 games um so obviously the difference between 75 and 65 is enormous mm. um but but i think you know it's, it's less than the difference between 80 and 65 i guess would be my, my argument so i think there's probably two on the flip side of this there's two main points that make me excited that badly beal is going to play a lot one is it's almost like Devin Booker, where like Booker is if Devin Booker wants to play, they're gonna yeah. let him play. Yeah. Like that's what like he just kinda has say in the organization and direction. And the bigger one to me is the all NBA factor. I, that's what I would that's exact that's yeah. what like that's if, a, if that's they want Bradley of, Beal yeah. to be all NBA, like they're gonna want to put him on the floor. Yep. So like if I if I start hearing a little bit more buzz about that, like I'll probably put him maybe nine. Like I, I keep buying in the Drew Holiday, but like for sure, top ten, and hey, I may put him over Giannis or Paul George. You know, I may move Drew and him over Giannis and Paul George. 
But um, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at right now. I uh, just definitely wanted to spend uh, a lot of time on again. We're, like I'm going to be researching Bradley Beal at every turn, uh, just because like we said, like drafting in the after after eight is not fun. Um, so you really got to make sure you hit that, uh, and you got to make sure your guys are playing games. Which we'll talk about um, as we go deeper. Anything else you wanted to add um, on this Beal thing? Nah, I think we covered it. I'll add too that Shepard seems pretty excited about Thomas Bryant, um, yep. who got who got reached on in our mock we did, but I know possible sixth, seventh rounder, maybe eight. I doubt he'll make it to eight. Um, and then just one other nugget I looked up while I was going through this eighty-two game things. Casey Jacobson played eighty-four games in two thousand four, two thousand five. <laughs> like I don't know, just wanted to throw that out there. You find, you know, you and I are big researchers. We always kind of stumble into stuff, and I just yes. love when that happens. Uh, so okay, so other news and notes from this week. Uh, a guy who I'm in on, uh, and I took him at one thirty-four in the mock, and I kept passing on him, uh, and I won't be able to get him at one thirty-four again. That's because Coach Steve Kerr said he would quote love to play Kevon Looney thirty minutes per game. That's not going to happen. I'll tell you point blank. Uh, he has m- multiple hip issues. All sorts of. We saw him hurt his uh, uh, chest, shoulder. He's hurt a lot. Um, but the bigger thing is he has asthma, so he can't play thirty minutes, and that's fine. Like, and then I saw Anthony Slater had him uh, at I think believe twenty six minutes, twenty four minutes, twenty six minutes in his projections, which is great. If you tell me Looney's going to play twenty five minutes a game, sign me up. Uh, I'll take him probably around eighty five ninety. Um, I think you know the Warriors' offense very pass heavy. I could be, see him being sneaky in dimes uh, for a big man. I think he could block a little bit. I think his steals numbers could be tremendous for a big man. Uh, so I'm I'm definitely in on Looney. Uh, and again, as, as I've said, a lot of my mid late round picks are bigs, um, which is why you have to kind of you know how that influences your top of your draft because you feel like you can get them later. So I don't know. What do you, what do you make of Looney? Uh, anything else that I said? Yeah, I, I I understand the the optimism. Um, last season he ranked you know just inside the top two hundred. That was eighteen point five minutes a night. So it wasn't like he's going to go from twelve to twenty four. You know he did average uh, over eighty games played eighteen point five minutes. Um, it's also but it also is encouraging that he did log uh, did suit up for eighty two games. Um, that 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 shows that he, that he was durable despite as you mentioned um, you know, multiple injuries here and there. Um, yeah, if he goes up to twenty five, certainly. Um, uh, you know, 25, 26 minutes a night. That certainly increases his fantasy value. I don't think I'll be inside the top 100. I'll probably be in the 100 to 110 range, somewhere along those lines. Um, a quality starting center, reliable. Um, you know, someone you can kind of hang your hat on. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I probably won't be able to get him because I assume, like you, um, and assuming that he starts in the, um, you know, in, in, in logs significant minutes in the preseason, um, that his ADP will start to rise. Um, so I'm just not sure. As far as if his ADP keeps rising, if he can return value on that ADP. So um, I'm not quite as high on Looney as you are. So you don't think even without losing Clay, KD, Iguodala, you can't see him, you know, maybe boosting to maybe like 16, 17, 18 usage rate and a little bit more rim protector? Because KD was a great rim protector last year. True. So I feel like that he'll have to, Looney will have to kind of play that role, quote unquote, where he'll help on weak side and. Do all that kind of thing, so I could yeah. see him improving in that area. It could. His block rate's never been that no, great. No, definitely. You know, that, that, that's again, it's kind of a, a circumstance. True, you know? Good, valid point. Um, uh, he was just at one point five blocks per thirty six minutes last year, yeah. um, so he's never been a big block shot guy. 
Um, but he cer certainly can produce and chip in in those areas. And he has a pretty high floor. You know, he's one of those guys that um, should he log 24, 26 minutes a night, um, should, you know, give you seven points, six, seven rebounds, um, a couple of assists possibly if they haven't, you know, kind of play that high post. Um, he's a decent free throw shooter, so he's not going to hurt you there. He's not going to turn the ball over um, and shoot and, and shoot a high percentage. That's probably his greatest asset um, as he kind of knows his limitations and should shoot 60-plus percentage, 60-plus uh, percent from the floor. So Legit uh, shot sure. leading the league in field goal percentage. As it, well, you don't, there's a guy out in New York that you don't want to forget about. Uh, you know? True, true. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, he's going to uh, shoot mid-60s, though. Absolutely. Has a chance to do it of non-Mitch Robinson human beings. Um, he, has, he has a chance to be in that combo. Nice. Uh, I can't wait to hear if you have Mitch Robinson in the top 12. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave you on hold there. But, yeah, I mean, he's had um, he's had really good steals numbers when he plays next to Curry and Dre. Uh, he's, like, I think, almost two steals per 36. Uh, so I think, you know, 1.5 steals um, is doable. And that's really good for a big man. Like, other yeah. than Drummond, that's pretty rare air. Um, yep. Like Pete Al Horford and other guys, but yeah, so I'm in. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I say 85, 90, but well, that's that's still pretty high. There's a lot of guys I like in that range. But yeah, right. he, I like him. Like I've I've ha I've been on him since pre agency started. So uh, I, I could definitely see myself drafting him. So let's talk about two guys who were gonna go in the first two rounds, uh, and that's Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I'm gonna start with Kawhi Leonard's quote. Uh, he says his goal is to play fully uh, with a game-by-game -game basis for his load management. All right, how much are you buying this? Like, Would you buy it at a flea market? Would you buy it anywhere? <laughs> yeah, I'd buy it at a discount. Um, I do think he's going to play more than the 62 games he played last season. Um, I'll give you the over-under at 69. Under. Over games played. under, you think? All day under. Yeah. He was healthy last year, man. He was, and but he, he misses wasn't. games like crazy. So I, I, like if he's healthy again, obviously I'll take, I'd probably take the over. But he's hurt all the time. I well, love Kawhi. I love Kawhi. Let me just say that. I mean, I used to draft him all day before he get getting hurt all the time. I, I, I think the thing, the, the reason, I, I, just so you know, I have him at tenth overall. I, I think. Oh. Yes. Yes. Oh. Uh, you know, wow. Yeah. I, 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 it's that's certainly not not set in stone. Um, but I don't think the more I look at it, the more I look at the names, um, I, I, I don't think I'd, I'd let him slide past like 15. Um, uh. It just the, 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 again, my rationale is I, I'm going into it, accepting and understanding that there's going to be some load management. There's going to be some games off. He's going to get dinged up here and there. Um, but assuming um, that, you know, players in comparable situations also aren't going to play the typical what we expect 80 plus games or, or try to play 80 games even that that could lead to um you know that could kind of level the playing field so if you give me if you tell me right now you give me 73 games 72 games where he only misses 10 games the whole season i think Kawhi leonard certainly returns that value and, and i think i'm willing to to roll the dice on the upside that's a complete we we're going to disagree on so many guys because of that because <laughs> I'm like, so you take it as like that's kind of what it is. I take that as give me an advantage, give me guys who I think are gonna play, who guys aren't gonna sit, who guys have a shot at 82 games. Like my Trey Young love, Kemba I love, I like Drummond a lot more than I think I normally do. Gobert, like a lot of guys like that. I pretty much gave you the back end of my 12, but um, like yeah, it's 
Uh, yeah, I, I want I want young guys. I know that's I like my big on my brand this year. I definitely factor those guys in. I got Gobert at thirteen. I got Drummond at fourteen. I got oh, wow. Holiday. You didn't okay, go yeah. very orange. Okay, you got some. Okay, I don't know who you got in there. So, so yeah, so it's we'll, not... we'll get let's, we'll get there in a second. Let's talk Paul George away for who, who's going to be in there. Um, again, he had double sur- shoulder surgery. Uh, he did have it last year, and he played through it pretty much all season, and didn't really come up till the All Star break. Uh, and he tailed off. Like Paul George was pretty much top three um, yeah. for almost the entire like firm top three, um, and he kind of tailed off a little bit. But but he had the torn rotator cuff and a labrum in his left uh, torn rotator cuff in his right shoulder, shooting shoulder, and then left labrum because we saw him having the kinesio tape on his shoulders. Like wait, left, right, and it was confusing almost. But um, yeah, so are you worried about Paul George possibly getting sat at all? Um, I, I think there's some concern, but I think that, that just the, the floor is so high, the production level is so consistent. You mentioned he finished the year third overall in, in nine cats, and in the second half when he you know didn't play as well, um, still finished 11th overall, still logged 38.5 minutes. Um, that's just post All Star break in nine cat leagues. Um, so I have him at six. Um, I think that's a good balance there. If you told me he's going to play, you know, 78 games, I'm not as worried as much as him going to Clippers, you know, p- playing alongside Kawhi could cut into some of that. Um, but uh, some rest management here and there may, may be good for him long term. Um, again, I think when you factor in the pros and cons, again, everybody obviously has flaws. Um, you know, you can make a, you know, a strong argument for, for guys in and around them. Um, but I, but I think. Uh, I have, um, you know, the, the the five guys ahead of him, and I don't think I'd take Jokic or Lillard or Beal uh, in front of him. So I, I'm pretty confident with him at okay. six. Okay, uh, he did tail off late, and this it could be because of the shoulder, but he almost dropped his three point shooting. Um, well, he did seven percent, forty point six pre break, and thirty three point six post break, which reflected in his field goal percentage. Uh, he was only shooting forty percent from the field after the break. Uh, <laughs> One, one quick thing on George. Um, he last season was just the 14th player in NBA history, 15th player in NBA history to finish in the top three in MVP and the top three in Defensive Player of the Year voting. And how about the Clippers offseason? Huh. So Paul George, you know, again was top three in MVP and DPOY, and he's and, and on his new team, he's not the most valuable player, and he's not the best defensive player. Or you could argue, you know, that that's how good that that that, that Clippers team is on the wing in terms of the two guys they brought in is pretty special. And what about that new arena? Yes, yes, dude, that looks sick, man. Crazy. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's like because the Warriors looks great, and Bomber's like, oh, word, get that Microsoft <laughs> money, son. <laughs> not, not for nothing, though, 2024, both George and Kawhi are only signed for two more years. Then they gave away all their picks. So if those two guys leave in two years, that, that may be a bad Clippers team that that opens that building in 2024. Nothing's guaranteed. You make that – I'd make that bet all day, though. Uh, yes. You know, wait, you, you, have, you had some pause there. You're not, you, don't, you don't buy the Clippers offseason giving away all that stuff? I think they had to do it. Yeah. They, I definitely can't knock them. I think it's uh, it's certainly justifiable. It, but just the, the um, giving up Shea, giving up all those lottery picks with all those protections uh, for essentially just two years of what could be two years to pull George, and then to not and and then for Kawhi only to not only not be a four year guaranteed, but not even a three plus one, a two plus one. It just worried that I mean, there's. There's, it's just the same thing with the Lakers. I yeah. totally understand them trading for Anthony Davis, even though if they waited a year, they would keep all their assets and could still sign him. I totally get it. You know, you know, there's a short window with LeBron, and you get him in house. You don't have to worry about 
any craziness like with Paul George. He said he wanted to be a Laker and then he re-signed with OKC. So I get it. I totally understand it. But um, I just really – I guess I'll just I'll say I also really like the trade um, from the OKC side. To get Shea, who I think is going to be a stud, um, and Danilo, who they're going to flip for more draft picks at the, at the deadline. Um, and all those draft picks going forward, I, I just think that there's there's again there's a real you don't you, you just don't know what's going to happen four or five years from now. It's the same thing that the Nets you know the justification for the Nets KG Paul Pierce trade. It's yeah. wh- who cares about draft picks? Why are we worried about draft picks and draft swaps when we know these guys are going to be good? Obviously, it's a very different situation. KG was 38, right. Paul Pierce. 36 or whatever. I understand it's completely it's different in that respect, but the rationale is the same. We're going to win now. Let's worry about the future in the future. And as it turns out, you know, that the future is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, et cetera. But, you know, the, the <laughs> Nets fan can say, yeah, but where are we now in, in terms of where the, Net, the Celtics are? Um, you could argue that first round draft picks are a little bit overvalued. Um, I get all that. So it's just, it's very interesting. Um, I, I'm definitely not going to knock the Clippers. I'm just saying that there is a scenario there whereby when that franchise opens up that new building in 24, 2025, whenever it is, that the Clippers could be a bad team. That's, no- yeah, that's a long ways out there. Yep. But LA is yep. nice. Uh, if you've yes. never been, it's a beautiful city. Uh, one other Paul George stat to scare you, if I may. Uh, with Westbrook on the floor, he shot 45%. Without Westbrook on the floor, 860-minute sample, 40.4%. So, you know, Westbrook, we bash him a lot, but he made Paul George a pretty good shooter. True. Uh, so that's a little bit of a concern. But one thing I do want to get you on, uh, and then also, uh, too, by the way, it was uh, about 3% the year before. So if you want to add more to that sample. Um, but just quick, let me get you quickly on Shea because on the last pod I like went off on how much I want to draft Shea in like the third round or maybe the fourth round. Whoa! Yeah, does that surprise <laughs> you? I'm like, I'm in on Shea so so hard. Uh, are you thinking that Chris Paul doesn't play the full year? Or I don't care. Play? You like, don't care. I, I think he's gonna get traded or get sat one of the way or the other. But like, I think he's gonna get 1.8 steals, phenomenal shooting from the floor. Like, I'm so 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 in on Shea. He yeah, was so oh, good without Lou Williams on the floor after the break. Like, and he I, shot ball so well. So I, I think he's a couple years away from being, or at least a year away from kind of being a top 30, top 40 guy. I'll probably really? have Yeah, I don't so think wait, I'm ready. To, where do you think you're going to have him then? Uh, 70-ish. What? You know, yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't, you're I don't, not getting Shea. I, then, then I'm okay with that. I just, I don't think he's ready to take that leap again. That's a, they're, they're, I'm not sure he's going to play enough minutes. You know, the the Clippers, you know, kind of threw him through the Wolves. I, I assume that the 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 um that the the Thunder will too. But you know, you also got um uh, uh who's the backup point guard in OKC? Sure. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. You got Schroeder there. Um, so there's just there's a competition for minutes. I could, I understand they'll place a little bit off the ball. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I'll have him that high. Um, if, if I don't get him, then I'm okay with that. I think he's a little bit better reality player than fantasy player at the moment. Um, as I mentioned, you know I'm high on Shea, um, but I don't think I'm ready to reach for him. I'm surprised that you have him that high, to be honest. Let so, me give you yeah. his per 36 without Lou after the break. So we're going on a 400-minute sample here. Uh, eight. This is per 36. 18 points, 5.2 dimes, 4.2 boards, 2.3 steals, only 2.4 turnovers, 50% from the field. <laughs> <laughs> and 1.53s. Uh, so uh, he's going to beast, dude. Like, he's going to be five, uh, you know, 15, 5, and 5, or close to 5, and 5 with, you know, close to two steals. That is 
That's let, easy second-round production right there. Last year, post-break, final 23 games of the season, he averaged 28.3 minutes. So are you going to say he's going to play 34? I, I, I don't see him playing more than like 30, 31. That's to fine. Be yeah, if he plays 31, that, I'm happy with that. He was at 12.7, 3, 3.0 rebounds, 4.0 assists, 1.5 steals, 49% free throw shooting. And he, so he was 79th overall. Um, and so, you know, on the year he finished – um, 140th, 141. Um, but just the second half, 79. So to, to leap from 79 to top 35 or whatever, um, with only a two or three minute increase, I think is a little bit, um, a little bit too rich for my blood. Playoffs per 36 without Lou, 100 minute sample, 24 points per game. Per, per 36, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm Mr. Shea this year. Like Shea's like my, my Jared Allen. <laughs> like, uh, like uh, yeah, I just I shit. Okay, let's talk cat real quick. Uh, another guy who's a candidate to go top one. Uh, he said that he thinks he's only been held at forty percent of his talent. Um, so that's something. Uh, so what do you make of cat? Uh, just to add to this quote, uh, he thinks Ryan Saunders is going to help him. By the way, um, Flip Saunders drafted cat. Um, rest in peace, obviously. So um, I guess just. What do you make of Cat? Um, is he your number one? or I can't imagine him being past number three. I have him number four, actually. Ah, okay. But, but, I, but I totally would understand if somebody had him one. Like, I considered him number one. I think the top four are very fluid. I think you can make a very strong argument, one through four. I, I did consider Cat a number one, just predictability, high floor. You, you, know, you know he's going to play a ton of games. You know he's going to produce. I just don't love that situation in Minnesota. It seems a little bit funky. Um, I just don't know. They, they didn't do a good job to kind of surround him with talent this offseason. So that's a, that's uh, a positive to me. I guess, but it, does he get frustrated? I, I just, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm happy. I'd be very happy if I had the fourth pick and he fell to me at four. Um, but I just, I, I have Curry, Harden, and Davis ahead of him, um, and I, I'm just comfortable. I'd probably be more comfortable. Again, that could change day to day. And again, I certainly wouldn't knock anybody. Literally, if they had him number one, I think it's a, a solid pick. Um, but uh, yeah, I got him number four. You're, as not, this. you're not better not knock mine. I had number one for nine. Cups. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so after uh, when Ryan Saunders took over, Cat uh, averaged, and this is a 37 game sample, 27 points, 12.4 boards, almost four dimes, uh, which I expect is, I think that's the sneaky part of Cat's value because they have no guard depth right now. Jeff Teague is going to get hurt. They're going to have to run so much offense through Cat. Like, so I think he legit has a shot at five dimes per game, which, you know, it's hard to do for a center. Um, and he's shot 54%, man. So, like, he's just so, and he's so, like, he almost. A car crash almost killed him, and like that's basically when he had the other minor knee injury thing. Yeah, but like this guy yeah, doesn't listen, miss games, I, man. I, I totally can't complain, but I guess my other point is the same concern with Bradley Beal is the the positive, the focal point of the offense, yeah. no doubt, no brainer. Every night, get him the ball. The other aside is he's they're going to run doubles and triple teams at him every single game. Um, he'll he will adjust. He'll get assists. He'll still shoot a high percentage. Again, I. I, I I'm just looking to, to – it's really splitting hairs with those top four players. Yeah, I agree. Head. It's definitely top four is pretty clear. I have I have the yeah. same four guys in my top four too, so. Yeah, yeah. But, so. Yeah, yeah I mean he, he doesn't have too many duds. Like I think he only has – only like not many – he only shot below 30% just – and that's a low number, but only four times. For a guy of big volume, like look at other guys. They're going to be a lot lower than that. Um, he's awesome. he, Night after night, he, he's like so solid. Um, no matter how much he gets doubled, but yeah, I guess let's just lead in with that um, for the rankings here. For just going, going, we're going to talk hard to rank guys to rank too. But so I have cat number one. Uh, I and again, 
it, this depends on who I'm drafting with. I think like if I think if I'm drafting with people who are like really in it, like you guys and everything, I may put Harden one. Um, mm-hmm. But my pause is, I want to get a point. The, the reason why I'm saying this is like I want to get a point guard on the way back. And if I go into a draft thinking that that whole crop that we've been talking about this whole month, um, like if I don't get Kyrie, Trey, or Kemba won't make it back to me, no chance. So like if I don't think I can get Trey on the way back, and I don't think I, I honestly don't think I can. I, so that's probably why I would go Harden. So uh, and even maybe if it was a ten teamer, then maybe I would go um, be a little bit more inclined to go Cat. But um, yeah, it's it's like kind of one A one B for me in Harden and Cat. I got Curry, Harden, Davis, Towns as my top four. I got I got Steph as my number one guy. Dude, do you ignore age? You don't pay attention to age anymore. I think, <laughs> I think this is the year that Steph tries to reestablish himself as. I think he's been waiting for this year for three years. I think he's heard all the whispers about how KD is the best player on his team, and he's even said it himself to kind of assuage KD's ego. I think he explodes. Uh, you know, if you get Steph, you get a point guard taken care. You win the three point category, most likely, assuming you know that the rest of the draft goes relatively decently. Um, he's going to shoot ninety plus percent from the free throw line. I think he's going to try to play eighty two games. Obviously, injuries are concerned. His ankle, you know, yada yada yada. His age is—he's not the youngest, but you know, he's still in the heart of his prime. It's the first year that he's again been the without, especially without Clay. Teams are going to run at him, but you know, the Warriors' offense is—you know—is built around Steph Curry and the, and the skill set that Steph Curry brings to the table. Um, I just think that that this is a year that it's and, and Steph, you know, I'm not if if he comes close to that that 50, 40, 90 line. I mean, those those he just has an ability with Harden adding Westbrook and Anthony Davis injury concerns and 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 Carl Anthony Towns is certainly again a very strong candidate for number one. And again, we're splitting hairs. Um, but if I was going to draft today, I'd take Steph Curry number one per game. Again, we do this game all the time. Like it's going to be and you're definitely more on the per game. Up yes. high. I'm not. I'm like, I want 80 games. like, And I feel like Harden and Cat and, and Dame are like three guys I can draft where I'm like, all right, I'm getting my games out of these guys. And like, <laughs> when, and like when Curry sits, if Curry has, and we saw this a couple of, or we see it all the time, any ankle tweak, what was it, the game against Atlanta? Yeah. Like, it was the minorest ankle tweak, and they held him out for like two weeks. But, but I think it's also important to keep in mind that that was when they knew they were going to win sixty-five games with their eyes closed. True, true. That's a, that's definitely you know, a good point. But you don't. So I think that may be a thing. Like, what did Vegas put him at? Like forty-nine wins or something? Well, interesting. Good question. I don't know. That's a very good. I, I was interested to look that up in a second. Thing. Yeah, I think so. I thought that whatever. Whenever I saw that, I read it was. I was like, whoa, that's kind of low. So I, I don't know, man. Like, I think people are underestimating Steph. Like, I still think the Warriors are going to be a top four seed. I don't know. I think they'll be top six. I I just think losing the Iggy and like you know obviously he's he wasn't the play the same player he was once. I think defensively, I just they have to they're going to have to be so good defensively to make up for the defensive, you know because there there's a chance they're 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 twentieth in the league in defensive efficiency, twenty fifth in the league with D'Angelo Russell replacing you know Iggy's minutes and um you know can 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 Draymond really step up and can he perform you know what what version of Draymond do we get do we get the lazy Draymond over the first half of the season or does he come in locked in um, obviously without you know without Clay and, and Iggy um, for the, at least the first half of the season for Clay um, I just worry about them defensively so in, in terms of game, you know. 
know, their over win total and seeding ranking. Um, but I, again, I think they're very well coached. I think they have a set system, difficult to prepare for on a night in night out basis. And I think we're going to see the MVP Steph Curry unleashed, um, which is exciting to uh, you know think about. Forty seven and a half, by the way. So that seems so low to me. It does. I mean, just because we're used to sixty-seven and a half being a legitimate, you know, yeah. middle, you everyone, know? Talk, everyone was talking about like seventy games. They're going to win yeah. seventy this year. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, with the Durant first sign there, that's a good number. I, interesting. Yeah, I think I like that over though. Let's I see. love the over. That's probably one of my favorites. That's probably another pod we can do another day. Um, yes. But yeah, let me I, again. I love I love stuff, man. Like mm-hmm. I I think he's going to be number one per game. Yep, and I, I could keep, I could I could write a whole column about how I could draft Steph number one. Any of these guys, you can. Yes, yes, you know. Absolutely. So yep. it's it's a it's a good pick to have. You know, pick top four, take who you like. Yes. Again, I think yep. point guard's a good selling point for him. Um, I have him three firm, um, very firm. Like I'm not putting. I don't think I, I don't see there's any way I move Steph other than like an injury. Yeah. Like I can't move him. So I I moved eighty out because of the the contract year thing. That scares the hell out of me. Okay. That's the only reason. I think AD is going to be like him and are probably going to be, you know, top two players per game. Yep. Yep. So I mean, I, we don't need to. I mean, you could. What, what do you? So you have? I can't believe you have Cat Four. I'm so, I, that kind of surprises me. I, I listen, like you said, I could make, I could write two thousand yeah. words on why Cat Number One is the right pick, but I, you got to at some point put these names on a list, and that's that's where I, yeah. that's where I, it's and, for as sure. of this yeah. morning, that's where I was at. Yeah, obviously, like we, yeah, we we put a lot of work into it, and. I, can't like we can argue all day but you can't really disrespect these arguments um right right I, I again to your point a lot of it depends on one what i'm who i'm drafting with and i'm drafting you know with you guys then maybe i'll i, I, I might take cat three just because like if i take anthony davis four i feel like an, and, and i'm in you know a, a non-expert quote-unquote expert league i feel i can get better value later on mm-hmm. so ad misses time i can plug guys in and you know whereas cat i'm, I'm far sh- far more comfortable, you know, with his floor, um, than I am with AD. So I might take, you know, and I, and I don't feel confident getting values later on. So maybe I'll take cat, you know, two or three. Um, but, um, you know, as we mentioned, you can't go wrong with any of those top four guys. Yeah. Uh, and then just one last Curry selling stat, uh, per 36 without clay and Durant, 43 points per four, per 36, <laughs> eight, eight, Eight point eight threes. MVP Steph season. Yeah, I love Steph, man. And maybe I'll move him to number one. Maybe Cat will like. I don't know. I like. I love Steph. And again, like picking three is is. I hope I have him because he's gonna have a phenomenal. Season. He's probably my favorite player to watch ever. Okay, so uh, just to re- recap, uh, we have the same top four mixed up. Uh, I have it: Cat, Harden, Curry, AD. You have it: Curry, Harden, Harden AD, Cat. Uh, okay. Um, so then, this is the next four pocket, um, which I I got a surprise for you here. Oh. Um, so this is gonna be I can tell you what it is right now. Uh, you have in some order: Jokic, Dame, Paul George, Giannis. Yep. Okay. How how do you have them in order? I got Giannis, Paul George, Jokic, Dame. Okay, we're almost reverse. Okay. But also, I move Giannis to number nine. <laughs> Drew, Drew Holiday, baby. This guy. I'm all over Drew Holiday. It's maybe Branch. Talked about the, how the top eight is set. Now you got Drew cracking. I'm, I'm moving Drew. I, I'm terrified of Giannis, man. Multiple years we've seen offseason knee concerns. He's gonna sit. He's gonna drop his minutes per game. I don't want to play guys that are gonna sit. I'm really convinced the Bucks are gonna run uh, and just dominate in the standings. 
And I don't want them to be up eight or nine games in the standings with back to backs, and he's going to sit. Like, last, if last I play my, 20, if I go ahead, last twenty games of the season, he only average. This was in thirty-one point six minutes, so fewer than thirty-two minutes a game. Giannis, yep. twenty-nine point two points, eleven point eight rebounds, five point six assists, one point eight blocks, one point two threes, shooting fifty-seven percent from the floor and seventy-six percent from the free throw line. It's again. Uh, I can't argue it for games. I'm just not drafting because I, th- I think he's going to miss games late in the season. I it's think simple, it's, it's simple as that. That's the strongest argument to make, definitely. Yeah. That, that's, I that's, think that's, Button, that's, not a, that's, why, that's why I don't have him in my top four for that reason. Buttonholzer was really the number two guy to put his stamp on load management. Pop number one, obviously. But like yep. those years with the Hawks, like he was one of the most proactive guys when it comes to load management. So now that and he kind of has you know free reign. <laughs> Do you have those over/under numbers in front of you? Do you what's the Bucks over/under? Uh, shoot, I put I took it down. Uh, it's pretty high. Yeah, it's uh. I my point is, what's the Bucks, and then what's the next team in the Eastern Conference? Fifty-seven for them, and then and I don't have it in six, order. I have it alphabetical. Um, so oh, then only fifty-three for Philly, which I don't buy. I don't think Philly's going to win fifty-four games. So to your point, there's a good chance that the that the Bucks are five six games that have the top seed locked up with three weeks left in the regular season, which right. could, fantasy playoffs means Giannis getting sacked. And let me add to this, just while we do this, so these ranks are subject to change. We don't have the schedule yet. Yeah. So like for instance, I yeah, had Drew yeah. as like eleven before yep. the schedule came out. AD was like, oh my god, like I was all in on the Pelicans. And the Nets and the Bulls, I had a lot of guys I liked, but their post-break schedules were trash. Yeah. So like, they're, they're, just keep that in mind uh, as we yep. kind of go and, through and, this. And, and we and we talked about splitting hairs. Like, I'm looking for a reason to bump Cat up to number three over yeah. anyway because of, so if he has a better schedule, that makes my decision. That's right. So like, yeah, all these top eight guys, like they could flip all because it's so close. Yep. Yes. Yes. But yeah, and also, uh, so you said you had two, uh, Dame last. Yes, I have Dame at eight. Okay, I have Jokic, Dame. Yeah, so I, I just Dame has been on so many championship teams of mine. Yeah, he's the only player in the last three years to be top six post break in each of the three years. Wow, he's good just stuff. so good, man. He's just every so, year he's out there. Yeah, plays. Yeah, it's just game. It's funny, like we do all these deep dives, like crazy little stats. Was like, oh, he's gonna play more games. Like, okay, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. But uh, okay, so I have my my Drew takes, and I just talked about it all day. I think he's gonna have you know one point seven steals on you know very very strong shooting. So you said you have um, Bradley Beal number nine. Yep. Which we talked about enough, uh, and then who you got after that? My boy Kawhi, which I yep. again. Yep. That's very high, but Which you're gonna love my about. number eleven too. Yeah, who you got? Uh, yep, LeBron. Oh, LeBron. What? Yep. I don't have LeBron top twenty, man. I, I I'm I'm all in on LeBron this year. Jeez, we're so this we're so different. This is probably the most different we've ever been. And top up so. top up top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just it just comes down to like I'm, I don't want old dudes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like after that, I have I have Gobert next. I have Gobert after. Oh, oh I have Embiid. I, I I currently have Embiid fourteen. I think. I don't know. I, I have like those. I have a bunch of those guys. You have Embiid lower, much lower, right? Yeah, I don't even. I'm ranked. I have like hundred something. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I refuse, dude. Like he's gonna miss games. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, like, it's, he it's miss, you're, like you're talking. It's July, and we're talking I, about guys missing games already, man. Like I, I want to see. I want to see what shape he comes into training camp in. Maybe if the he, maybe the Medina thing is going to help him then. If, I don't know. 
Uh, agreed. And I think, you know, it's certain, like he's heard enough about him being out of shape. I think a lot of his, it wasn't just load management last year, it was injury issues. So if he can come into, you know, they're, they're, they didn't really sit him just to sit him. If he can come into camp in shape um, and, and really, you know, because he, he should have been 15, you know, 20 pounds lighter than he, than, than he was at the end of last season. I think, you know, again, on a per game basis, he's a top five guy. He was so top five in the last like 40 games, whatever it was. If, if Even you can get a Yep, 100%. So if you can get him at like 16th, 17th pick, um, he, and he plays, he's going to outproduce his ADP, but obviously that's the gamble. Yeah, I just, I don't know, dude. Like when they, just after the All-Star break, like just sitting him down for a month, that just was so, such weird timing to me. Yeah, it, it, there's, there's so, legitimate concerns. Yeah, just again, it just comes down to I don't think he's going to play enough games for me, and I don't want him to burn me late. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, that's, I have Gobert, Drummond, uh, number two player after the break total. Number one if you were punting. Uh, another guy who's routinely out there. Uh, just, what, 10 games missed in the last six years? Just durability, yep. top to bottom. And then Kemba, another guy, just 80 games all day, every day. Um, to, answer, to answer your other question, I have Kemba 17, and then I have Mitch Robinson 18. Only 18 for Mitch Rob? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Um, I just think, you know, one, I don't think I need to put him much. I don't, I don't think I... I don't think he'll go in many drafts higher than 18. I disagree. Uh, you think you think he'll go higher than that? Steve will, Steve will have him that high. I think Jonas has him that high. No, Jonas has him, I think, around 20. I have him pretty close. Yeah. I, you know, again, I, I think, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I, that's something else I try to factor in because I try to think of it as, as I'm doing a draft. Okay. Yeah, um, so let's talk about that really quick. So Yeah. We'll just forget the uh, hard guys to rank for now. All right. We can just do that quick. Just to both through yep. it, so but so just, uh, hard guys to rank for me, uh, and we'll talk about this more in an, another time. Uh, who, or who did uh, who did you have for kind of hard guys to rank? I'll let you go first. Porzingis and Zion are kind yeah. of my two guys that I that I have a real hard time trying to figure out where to slot them in. Yeah, for pretty obvious reasons. So like Zion could move up decent if he comes in shape, right? Like you, yes. Could, how high could you if he's so cause he had we saw them whole memes with the big bellies and stuff. Like how yeah. how high could he go for you? I got him right now at thirty four. Whoa, okay. That's pretty yes. that's pretty so, far down. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna draft Zion. I think we've yeah. talked about this before. I don't think I'm gonna get Zion in any in any league I'm in. I just like looking at the numbers, you know, if you project his I, I think we get a little bit too much into the hype. You know, like DeAndre Ayton had really good numbers last year and finished around thirty five overall. You know, so even if Zion increases those numbers um, I just I'm worried about his injuries. I'm worried about him being in shape. But they're not gonna, you know, I, they want him to be rookie of the year, but they're not gonna play him a ton. Um, they're gonna try to compete as well. So I just I think it's good. I, I think he's gonna have a very difficult time to returning value on his ADP. So I'm gonna let somebody else reach for him. So how high could it, like say he comes to the camp in shape? Like where do you think he he's in great shape? I'm not gonna bump him much than the, than the high twenty five. Okay, high twenty five. Wow, okay. Maybe. I, yes, again, 25 is probably my ceiling for him. I'm just and, – and somebody else will have him, you know, low 20s, yeah. late teens. So yeah. I'm just going to, you know, yeah, realize that he I'm maxed out at He can max out at 12 for me. And then if he comes yeah. in camp looking like garbage, then probably like where you have him. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I do like him. So just I just put a list together real quick. We'll talk about this another time. But uh, um, CP3 is really hard for me to rank. Yes. Another guy who I adore. Like he's probably if I had like Mount Rushmore of like fantasy and like the internet era, he'd be on it. I'm gonna have him higher than you and most. For sure, probably. yeah, just because he's old. He's old, dude. Yeah, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> um, Gallo, pretty much the same reasons. OKC is hard to rank, guys. 
Yes. Uh, and then Rocco. Uh, I, I'm having yes. trouble where to put him. Um, three of the last four years with the uh, knee injuries, 15 plus games missed. TJ Warren. How yes. fluky is his son's medical staff? Because uh, we saw him miss so much time over injuries, and it, he was really one of the most you know injury prone players based on missing games. Um, D'Angelo, I really want to see how he adapts to the new Steve Kerr system. Uh, Jared Allen, could he get 26 minutes with DeAndre there? Um, Derek Favors, I want to rank him so, so high, but he has a lot of back issues, a lot of injury concerns, and the same thing for Laurie Markkinen. Uh, big opportunity, but multiple back injuries. Those are kind of my guys. I want to put them, you know, I'm kind of not sure where I want to put them yet. My first crack at literally this morning, I got CP3 at 25. I'll never have him that high. I got da- I got Gallo at twenty eight. What? He was a monster last season, and I think he has a chance to post similar numbers in OKC. I think he's. I think people are sleeping on value on the value of OKC. He finished last but year. He finished, he's going to get traded though. A Gallinari? You don't think Gallo's going to get traded for picks? I, I I think he would. I think he could at, at second half of the season. But even then. That's a good point. I probably should factor. Dude, that. I won't have him anywhere near. T- I, I won't even have him in the fifties. Last year, oh, second half of the season, he finished 16th overall. He was amazing behind, last year. Just be time Mitchell Robinson, 22.4 points, 6.5 rebounds, shoots 49% from floor, 90% from three, limited turnovers. Um, I love his per-game, per-value production. I think the Thunder are, are going to be there. Think about all those shots up for grabs in OKC. Westbrook and George gone, there's a ton of field goal attempts up for grabs. Steven Adams is not going to be the focal point of your offense. And Jeremy Grant's gone. Um, you know, Nerlens Noel is not going to, a guy that's going to average 15 shots a game. They're Again, the, the, the OKC doesn't have a bad lineup. I think they're going to try to compete for the eighth seed over the first half of the season if they don't trade Chris Paul. Then they'll reassess in February. Because, um, again, they have plenty of picks, so it's not like they need to tank this year. And I think Gallo's going to be a focal point of their offense, and I think he's an undervalued fantasy asset. Um, 2014 15, 59 games, 53 games, 63 games, 21 games in 27 18. He turns 31 next month. No. <laughs> it's that simple. Like, I think he could be great. Like, again, he was probably one of the best picks last year. 68 yep. games is the most games he's played this decade. Uh, I, or, sorry, I, second I, most. Sorry. I, I had a much I think I had him in the 80s last year, which was higher than everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but it turned you know and then he, he, he exceeded ADP by fifty so I'm gonna double down probably again this year because he because he you know treated me well last season I had him in a ton of leagues um, and he and he just came through lovely for me so I, I think I'll probably have him around thirty um, you know this year where do you have D'Angelo I haven't gotten to him yet okay. the, of those players I, I've only done I've only gone through forty but literally the forty seventh player I ranked was Covington I have him at forty seven oh okay um, yeah I don't have I won't have Covington that high. So I, I he, last year he was the, each of the last in 2017 and 2000 2017 18 and 2016 he was he was 36th and 37th so two top 40 overall finishes again he's one of those guys and you're not going to have him high I'll per probably game. have him a little bit high it's for it's for a game yeah. if, if if he stays healthy he's going to see exceed his ADP it's just a question of whether he you know he plays 60 games or 75 games or you know 40 I think games they're going to be careful with him too I think they I think they could trade him I think they're going to be careful putting him out there. Possibly, but they also need to start winning games at some point. Saunders um, to keep Cat happy, so they're you know they're they're going to want to win games early on. They, 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 they I'm sure they feel they're, they're a playoff team. Yeah, uh, everyone does. 
the, hey, horn, the Hornets they're, they're, do. I'm they're sure. not going to be. But yeah. and where do you, do you have favors in there? No. I don't. I won't have favors that high. I'm a little bit, you know, um, a little bit worried about his back. I th- and I'm just, I'm not. Sure. I really got to sit down and look at that 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 Pelicans lineup. It's just a, they have a ton of depth. They have a lot of good players. Um, I'm not sure where I stand in, in terms of that going forward. I'm really high on pretty much all the Pelicans. I think they're going to lead yeah. the NBA in possessions. And by the way, when we're in real dog days of summer, I'm going to do like a full on pace pod. We're going to talk, yes. like, possessions and, like, my favorite, one of my yeah. favorite things to talk about. Um, okay. So, what other – what other did you bring anybody else down for hard guys to rank? Oh, no, we wanted to talk um, kind of top 150. So, I – I rank – go ahead. Dolchich was the last guy hard to rank, but we are uh, – rare, uh, which is uncommon. We're on the same page as Dolchich. Yeah, we're not going I'm back. not drafting Nearly as high as everyone else. He's not hard for me to rank. I'm just going to have him rank low. Good point. You know? Good point. Good Same point. with KP. Like KP, I'm not gonna. It's not hard for me to rank. I'm gonna put him low. What? what what's low? KP. Yes. Forties. Maybe okay. 50s? Yeah. He'll be gone. By I got. Yeah, I'm gonna have him like low, probably low thirties, which I think, or high thirties, which is, um, I think, is probably. I gotta low see your games low. played projections, man. It'd <laughs> 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 be like all eighties. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm just putting so much stock in. I feel like, and I, I did. I, I was pretty proud of myself last year because I was in it last year, and um, my teams that there was one team was terrible because I stashed Karis Levert all year. But other than that, like my guys were healthy except for AD in one team. But I had one super competitive 12 team league that's deep, and my team was healthy, and I had the biggest smash playoff run I've ever had in my life, maybe. Like, it's just because my guys were out there. I had Dane balling out, Harden going nuts who I traded for, and, like, the team yeah, was Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's one other thing that I think is important to note, and I certainly, absolutely can factor this in when I'm doing my rankings. Yeah. I'm active in the trade market. So if I see a guy, you know, so so I think that's why per game is big for me. So if, after the first month of the season, I'm going to reassess where I'm at. And I think if I can get, uh, you know, a, a, like a, a value on a guy that kind of, you know, is, is living up to expectations in terms of his production, but I'm worried about his schedule, worried about his durability, worried about his, will they rest him if the team is out of it in the playoffs? Then I, then I kind of re, you know, then, then, then I think I have these assets that have increased their trade value. I'll flip those guys for guys with a higher floor or address, you know, positions, positions of need. But I like drafting guys that I think will have value in December, in January, when a lot of fantasy trades get made. So Jonas does that too. And I, I just, I go on the thought that everyone's aware like I can't force guys who are gonna have the wheels fall off on them. I feel like I put people who are all smart enough to realize that. Yeah, I hear you, but it's an emotional game. So yeah. if a guy's playing really, really well, I think it's it's only natural um, to, to to again. And it's not even foisting it. If the guy stays healthy, then that then that's a smart trade for them. Um, but I, I I I hedge my bets after I have the most talented team I can typically. Yeah, that makes sense. Just definitely a different uh, ideology yes. in how we're drafting. So yeah. again, like. I do mine basically like a one a couple of things I think I do differently than you. One is I really factor in positions and how my drafts are gonna go. So my if I God. think I'm gonna have draft this way, I'm gonna rank guys a little bit up based on what their actual value is. So like say for instance, just maybe Dame isn't as quote unquote valuable in a nut in a in a nutshell to Paul George or whoever, but like it's like kind of like war you know replacement player like dame's replacement 
if I don't get him, will be worse than what Paul George's replacement would be if I draft later. Just something like that. So I kind of factor that in early, and then um, it's pretty much like I'll rank guys like I'm drafting against myself. So, you know, so like I won't rank guys based on how other people have them and how I think they're going to have them fall. So, like, if you see, like, when you see Trey Young 13 or something, you know, I, I think that's that's where I think that's where I would take him. Like, if I'm playing against myself, um, you right. might have to take right. him that high. Or, like, who else, like, uh, who else am I going to have insanely high? Um, Shea. Like, you'll see Shea yeah. probably yeah. at like 37 or something. And my yep. which sounds crazy, and you may not have to take them that high. Um, so I pretty much just say that like, take my rankings however you want, and just use your whoever's listening to this. Everyone who plays fantasy, if you listen to a fantasy podcast, like you're a smart dude. Yeah, like you know how to play. If fantasy. you're if you're listening to a fantasy pass podcast on July 26th, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, and I just go on the assumption like, just take take it, and you see these high guys, you know, you, yeah. and I do that. I almost do it on purpose. Like I may right. move my guy, and I I have Shea insanely high because you know I just want everyone to basically know I want to draft him. Right. So right. it's yeah, it's kind of just how I do it, but and yeah, and like I said, late in the season, uh, that's when things really fly. Like because I really start yes. to figure out who I want to target. So doing early ranks, like, it's, like you said, it's easy to do kind of top fifty ish, and then it's just we got to get an idea for who's going where, all this and that, but get. And again, I'm going to go more deep on... I'm doing like a whole load management series, man. Like I'm doing team ranks for load management for the draft guide and load management factors. Like it's I'm full on... This Load management's here. Yes. It's not It's not going anywhere, I don't think. As much as nope. Adam Silver doesn't want it to go anywhere. Nope. So. If anything, it's just going to start getting... Again, the, the, to me, the, the ultimate validation or you know proof in the pudding... Was when summer league guys started getting, you know, sitting out to yeah. whatever excuse they gave to assimilate to the new team. Like, isn't playing with your teammates yeah. and your coach isn't that supposed to, you know, help you learn to play with your teammates? The Jared Culver like, explanation was such garbage, ridiculous. And then DeAndre Hunter played one game. Yeah. Listen, well, he got Zion hurt got, a little bit. He did tweak know, his knee. Right, right, and Zion got hurt too. So I understand yeah. that. You know, but like, you know, listen, the way um, RJ Barrett played, started all five games, six of the other top seven picks all played a combined, I think it was 19 minutes. You know, Zion played nine minutes and, and DeAndre Hunter played like 18 or something like that. So maybe it was 27 minutes. But the, the, the other top seven picks in the 2019 draft played a fewer than combined 30 minutes in the. It was um, the worst the, summer league ever, honestly. No, I love so. summer league, but like when yeah. my guys are like Tyler Hero and I think Rui Hachimura played really well, who I like by the way. Yeah, um, I did too. Yeah, like it was just a very non like Cameron Payne playing well was a story. Right. <laughs> like that's how you know summer league was bad. Yeah. Uh, so are we gonna end on a Cameron Payne line, dude? No. <laughs> it's right. not a. Yeah. Where do you have, do you have Rozier ranked by the way? I don't have him yet. Yeah, you're um, gonna have him pretty low, right? I don't know about not too low. I I I don't like him as a player, but I he's just he is in a perfect like for instance, I'm gonna have Ish Smith higher than most people would think. Um, I because again, it's just sometimes 
being in the right place at the right. And I wrote about it on um, and the Thursday, um, yesterday, the the, uh, the the off season beat I I, I published. Um, just being in the right place at the right time. Ish Smith is a guy that's going to play twenty, probably twenty eight minutes a night. I'm not buying Isaiah Thomas having resurgence. I'd love for him. He's a good guy. I root for him. Yada yada yada. But I just don't believe in it. Um, so you know, he's going to play twenty seven, twenty minutes a night. You know, and 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 give you and return like top one fifteen, top one twenty. Um, value. So I think guys like that are, are really valuable once we get past the 100s. And again, that's another reason why I'm more willing to take chances on guys early on, because I have faith that I'll be able to work the wire, make smart draft picks in rounds 10, 11, 12, um, to kind of flesh out the roster and really have solid depth on the bench. Um, you know, so that allows me to go you know, with the with the best available player at each position um, when I'm on the clock. And up in, and Ish got hurt last year, which is rare. Like He's, on, he's right. so, so durable. Really, since he's been in the league, uh, yep. 77 games, 81 games, 82 games. Yeah. Um, yep. And two years ago, he was really good. Um, 49% yes. from yes. the field. So, yeah, I could yep. I could definitely get in on some Ish Smith. Um, would like to see him steal a little bit more. But, um, yep. you know, it is what it is. All right, so we're not ending on Cameron Payne. We're ending on Ishmael. And do you, are you in Rui real quick? We didn't really talk about him. Hachimura. I am. I really like him. He's one of my, the guys who was really high on Gonzaga. I watched him a bunch, and that's why I like Brandon Clark so much. Yeah, um, he's a high, him. dude. Yeah, yeah, he's and he, and, and rightfully so. He's yeah. the right age. He's 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 ready to make an impact right away. Um, I worried a little bit about the the minutes there. Um, I, and I'm looking at Jonas Valanciunas's name too. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see how how all those those minutes get get divvied up. Um, obviously with Jaron Jackson Jr. being the best of the bunch. Um, yeah. but uh, we'll see. Yeah, uh, and I mean, uh, Clark playing a lot of five was huge. Yes. Uh, yep. for summer league against legit dudes like. Yeah, I, and he is six seven with six seven arms, so I don't know. Uh, playing too much five in the NBA is going to be a challenge. Um, but again, obviously with positionless and small ball, he'll get some minutes. Yeah, like it, pretty much it worked for Draymond. I guess yep. that's kind of yep. the, the comparison, yep. and he's way more bouncier than Draymond. Yes, is, so. way more. All right, so we're going to end on that. Uh, our pod on July twenty sixth. That's what we do <laughs> out here, guys. Uh, so we'll have a lot more stuff going on. So much for the, the. We always get stuff to talk about here. So you guys yes. enjoy your fantasy football prep. Uh, we'll be doing the, we'll be like a duck in a pond with a paddling around under the water, getting ready to get yep. this going. Uh, so you guys enjoy your weekend, and thanks for going on, man. Thanks, buddy. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.